0: Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh Smith. Uh, as always, I want to open the podcast up by thanking everyone for listening, sharing the feedback, all the reviews. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Um, not much new going on here. You know, it's it's winter. We're we're in the heart of winter, um, so not much to do but drink beer, look at all my fishing gear, uh, cleaning some of it, organizing it. Uh, but I am starting to uh, put together my 2020 season um which mine doesn't really start till april um you know I, i'm mainly going to stick with the uh the kbf trail uh i think it suits me especially in the, the the northeast uh those are all really good lakes yeah i can get them you know financially it's not going to break me but uh that and the uh the local club i'm in the new york kbf uh i think it's a great club uh great tournament directors um it'd be like my third year with them and uh you know, I love everything those guys do, so I'm, I'm going to fish heavy with those guys. Uh, look at a few Hobies, not a few, maybe like one Obie. We'll see. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of challenge. Right now, um, you know, there's some things I want to learn, and I think 2020 season is going to be, you know, the year I kind of break through some things. But we'll see. Um, You know, I'm meeting a lot of people on the podcast, and who knows, maybe I'll just go and hang out and uh, watch everyone else do good. Uh, but we'll see. Um, like, there's just so much going on in 2020. Um, which brings me up to uh, you know a point I want to make real quick. Uh, I'll talk about my guests here in just a second, but uh, just to give you guys a heads up. We get into uh, a conversation. You know, I, I guess it can be controversial. Um, I don't know. I I don't really look at it that way. I look at like you know just from the three years that I've been you know in, in the kayak fishing community uh, and, and doing tournaments. And of course, you know this is the, the second year that I'm really doing. Terms of uh, last year was like kind of like you know cutting my teeth. That's when I kind of jumped in some of the trails. But, uh, you know, a lot's even changed over then. And, uh, you know, me, me and my guest, Dave, we got into a conversation about it. You know, and he makes a lot of great points. And he's been in it a lot longer than I am. And so, you know, I, he was saying some really good things. And But the more I was listening to my things, I was like, it's like, Josh, um, you don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, these are things that I am seeing. Um, and things that people are talking about within the community. Uh, so you know in a podcast like mine like I, I think it's okay to discuss it uh, but understand it's just opinions and like my opinion doesn't really amount to shit I don't think there's anything wrong with kbf uh, hobie uh, BSSS, uh, any of the look like I don't I don't it's, I think everyone's doing great I think everyone's doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing right now everyone's figuring shit out Every, you know there's, there's there's great competition out there now there's so much to choose from if you're a kayak you know person or a kayak angler and you're into the tournaments like this is it's this is the time uh things are only gonna get better and bigger and uh you know i'm happy to be part of it so don't think that like my that i think my opinion matters it it doesn't like my show should be considered like it's it's no more than like like two people like i mean fuck i do my i do my man I, i record it from my man cave okay i'm sitting next to my beer fridge all right i'm cracking beers and i'm talking to people that's what my uh. That's what that's the kind of thing I'm going for. It's just two people, just run their mouths, get to know each other, and you know, just put putting, putting out a good conversation about some shit that's you know, that's that's that involves something that we love and enjoy doing. So don't take it serious. Don't don't get, you know, you know, really caught up in anything. It's 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 not that serious. I'm an idiot with a microphone at the end of the day. So, but other than that, I had a great conversation with David Cruz. Uh, you know. Be, just a disclaimer, you know, me and him are both veterans. We're both war fighters. Uh, we're a different breed. We come from the, uh, I think, call the surge, the, the surge group, um, and so you know, cursing is just, you know, it just felt natural. I feel like I was back in the, uh, you know, whatever. I feel like I was back in the, you know, back and just talking to my friends, you know, back in my service days. And so we're cursing freely. So if that's something you're not really into, just be advised. We use a lot of colorful language, um, and that's just that's just the way it is. It is what it is. Uh, but, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of cool shit. Uh, he's a family man, a, you know, like I said, a veteran, a law enforcement officer, a husband, a father, uh, a really good competitive angler. Um, you know, made it to the, uh, the Tournament of Champions last year. We talked a little about that. We talked about his his views on the uh, tournament season in 2020. And I already gave you guys my thoughts on the conversation. I thought he brought up a lot of great points. I sound like an idiot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. But it was a fun conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it and uh you know i can't thank you guys enough for listening um you know it's i really enjoy what i'm doing right now so anyways enjoy the podcast i've talked way too much uh here's david cruz as always thanks for listening All right, David, record, man. What's up?
1: Not a whole lot. How you doing? Good,
0: man. Uh, excited to talk to you. We don't know each other at all, so this would be a good time to get to know each other.
1: There uh, you
0: go. But uh, anything going on right now? Like, I'm not fishing up here. You're from the New York area,
1: right? Uh, I'm from the New York area, but I'm actually in Kansas. I live in K- Wichita, Kansas. Southeast Kansas. Right.
0: Well, what part of New York are you from? Uh, Bronx. Oh shit, dude! I'm, I'm from like way upstate. Like
1: yeah, you like, way
0: upstate. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm, I'm like I'm like across the, the lake from Canada.
1: I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, and then I moved to New York. But my daughter is up there in Jamestown.
0: Okay, all right. And now you're in Kansas.
1: Kansas, that's right.
0: All right. Well, why don't you uh, just go ahead and like we'll start off with an intro. Just kind of who you are, what you're doing, what you're doing, where you're at, you know, all that good shit.
1: Yeah. Um. David Cruz. Uh. Born and raised in the Dominican Republic, moved to New York when I was uh, 16 or 17, something like that. Went to college over there. Um, shit got too expensive, so I met a recruiter who offered me offered me dreams and and a lot of money. So I joined the military, US Army, um, and then I traveled for a little bit all over the country, and then I ended up here in Kansas. Um, I fishing f- fishing in a pond actually from the bank for a while. Um, so one of my dudes fishing out of a kayak, first time I've ever seen somebody fishing out of a kayak, and blew my mind, uh, 2015, I think, and immediately I went and bought me a kayak, and I was hooked ever since. Yeah,
0: so uh, you're a vet, I'm a vet, and you were a scout.
1: I a scout,
0: yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with that, no, 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 everybody serves. Uh, I was infantry, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you were in... If I'm not mistaken, you were in Mosul at the 2007 time period?
1: Yeah, so I joined uh, early 2006, uh, did my little training, went to a gas station in Fort Hood, Texas, and then from there I went to Mosul, Iraq from 07 to 09. So I spent 15 15 months and a couple of weeks uh, in country over there in Iraq. so
0: So you're like me, you got caught in the surge.
1: Yeah, yep. So they they hit <laughs> yeah. you with the twelve, maybe eighteen, and then they keep you for fifteen. So. No,
0: they, they they told me like we went over there and we got there. Like, we're only supposed to be there for twelve months, and then three months. Uh, twelve months turned into fifteen months, and it, and that was it, that that was a that was a uh, unique time to be in Iraq was during that time.
1: Yeah, and it was it was fire.
0: Yeah, it it wasn't a yeah, it was uh it was definitely
1: the, the surge. They the told period. us from the get go up to 18 so they don't even count anything less than that so it was good 15 was good for us so yeah
0: uh, it was a nutty time too uh but you, you did what total six seven eight years
1: uh eight years active after iraq i went back to fort Hood, and then i got stationed in fort riley which is how i ended up in kansas from there i went to afghanistan southern kandahar um 2011-2012 um came back i was burnt out uh, decided to get out and now i'm in kansas as a law enforcement officer so
0: so what made you uh pick Kansas?
1: Uh a kid actually. I didn't actually get picked so Life life kinda got me in uh and just put me here and that's where I'm at. Nice,
0: nice. So uh have you always been have you always fished? Why don't you just talk about like your fishing life? I know you kinda told me how you got into a kayak, but just
1: Yeah, how- so being, being from an island, the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean, fishing is big. Like fishing right. is is how you how you eat every day actually. Um and then I grew I, I didn't grow up essentially just me fishing per se but I grew up watching my uncle fishing from the uh, from a bridge dropping a line into the river not even a reel or a rod literally like a, a stick with some monofilament <laughs> wrapped around it and he would catch all kinds of like perch and weird little fish out there and it, it always fascinated me the way he caught him without any of the gear that we have today um, so then I moved to the U.S. and essentially once I started traveling in the military Met a, a bunch of uh, country folks and they were always out there fishing. I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm gonna come fishing with you guys too. And I got hooked up on it and and I fished. I fish almost every day now. So.
0: So um, where are you at with your fishing now? Cause obviously you're. I mean you you're kind of this weird guy. Like I, I found you in the uh, I guess what they call the uh, the cesspool or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, the first yeah. time I saw you like you stirred up some shit. Uh, with this yeah. bigger name guy i'm, I'm like oh wow this, this dude's off the chain um but yeah you guys are uh, savages in that uh whatever you want to call it that that form but uh yeah you know,
1: KVN, kvn is great i think kvn allows everybody to you know voice their opinion without being judged per se right. or being banned or or censored uh, like or they, like some other forums out there but i enjoyed it it's it's like a free hangout kind of spot so
0: it's yeah. a popular name in there
1: I, I think so. I think I think so. If like I'm,
0: I'm not mistaken, I was listening to uh, one of KBF's late, latest episode, and I can't remember what award they gave you. <laughs> they gave you, they gave you a little award I, yeah, or something.
1: I forgot too, but it was one of those. Yeah, it's good, man. Um, I I started uh, uh fishing my local clubs. Um, they hosted their during during the time KBF was hosting club hosting events with in conjunction with the clubs. So I did a one KBF life event, and then I, I did a couple online events and. It just wasn't for me, so I, I just went on and, and traveled, uh, doing regional events with local clubs, essentially, rather than just the bigger end entities like KBF. And then Hobie came along and became a, a Hobie local fishing team here with a local dealer, and then recently I moved up to regional Hobie fishing team, so things are looking good.
0: Yeah, so are you, uh, I'm guessing you're traveling around, are you fishing the big tournaments now with, like, yeah. with, with Hope?
1: So, yeah, um, I do a uh, majority now. I, I stick to the either uh, regional level for the most part, 2019. But I did travel around uh, quite a bit: Tennessee, um, um, uh, Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Texas. So I did, I did, uh, I did several national level events. But majority of my events last year were uh, focused on the regional, regional um, geography type stuff. Yeah,
0: I mean it's gotta be tough, right? Cause like, how many kids do you have?
1: I have all kinds of kids. I got. Uh, oh man. New York, and I got three kids here, including a stepdaughter, and who knows? Hopefully not the out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? But uh, so how's that? How's that balance? Like, what do you do for a living?
1: I'm a police officer. Uh, That's right, which, you said that, which sometimes kind of helps out because um, I, I was on a pretty good schedule where I had Thursday, Friday, Saturdays off. Um, so we work four 10-hour shift, and then we off for three days. So the Thursday, Friday, Saturday accommodated me a lot of time to go fishing last year. Not so much this year. I had to change my, my schedule around because of custody battle that I'm going through. Um, so now I got Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays. Um, so now every time I want to go travel and fish, I have to take a Saturday, maybe a Sunday off. And if I do any of the Hobie BOS events, I got to take a Monday off, too, because I got to travel back. Um, right. So it's hard, you know, maintaining. I got two jobs, two jobs, kids, family. Um, you only get so much time off, plus holidays or whatever. It's tough, but I try to manage and, and fit it in where I, where I can.
0: Well, now it's like someone like you know, you're obviously a competitor, you know. So, yeah. um, how hard is it for you to like kind of like plan? Because I mean, we don't go to these events to like, like, oh, I can't wait to come in like a hundredth place. Like, like, you go in there with the intention of, you know, of doing well. Um, but you know, like the, the people who are successful at these events, they're fucking, um, uh, they're pre-fishing. They're now, now granted they don't have the uh, the crazy nutty lifestyle that we have. But what what are some of the things that you do to to try to make yourself as, as successful as possible?
1: I think my, for me specifically, my number one thing is just keeping it simple. A lot of the yeah. people that are just getting started, they see they see all these other names doing all these other stuff, and they watch these YouTube videos, and, and it's working for them, so it must work for me. And they kind of complicate things around. I, I keep it pretty simple. Um, if I don't have time to go pre-fishing, I think people mis- misunderstand the whole pre-fishing meal. They go out there, and they just beat the bank and catch fish all day, and they, pff, I'm on it. And they feel good yeah. about it. And then tournament times gets here, and it's a completely different bite. And right. they knew nothing about the new bite because they didn't graph around, they didn't find uh, uh, rocky spots or transitions or underwater brush or whatever. They didn't look for yeah. that because they were actually catching fish rather than pre-fishing. Um, right. So I just I try not to complicate. I do a lot of map study. Um, I, I read a, I read a couple of books about fishing and read a lot of articles from people that know more than me about fishing. Um, so I think the science is there um the theory is there uh fish are like humans we do the same shit every day uh, right. fish do the same shit too they might move around a little bit but they do the same stuff that we do and it's right. in a way it's kind of predictable um if you do really good map study and, and you kind of find the areas that in theory would have the fish in there sometimes you go back in there and you'll find the fish Sometimes you don't, and that's when you gotta learn how to adjust and and move move on when when, when there's no fish there.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's that's pretty that's pretty well said. Like, cause I I do like I do like I focus way hard on you know trying to pre fish, and I don't pre fish, I lose a lot of confidence. But but you're right, you go there and you wear them out, you know, a day or two before the, before the starts, and then next thing you know, you get there on on, on game day,
1: and there's nothing there,
0: and guess what? You have no idea where you want to go now. Yep. So you know what you do. You sit in the same spot all day because it's the only confidence you have. Because that's
1: where you caught them yesterday, so they get they're gonna come back, and they not they're not gonna come back. <laughs> they
0: don't they don't ever come back,
1: man. It sucks. So, so yeah, so I, I thought I, uh, map study, in my opinion, the, the number one thing that one one person can do prior to a tournament is is map study, and then and then read articles. Find just, just Google search. It's 2020. Everything is on the internet. Absolutely everything. Correct. You can find you can find somebody's youtube video from five six years ago or somebody's article about when they the last time they fished lake fork see yeah. where they fished. see how they how they fished that area pull up the map see what, where they were at learn from what they did and maybe adjust as you go if you got time to pre-fish but other than that just keep it simple don't complicate it
0: yeah so what are the uh so what are some of the big events that you're you're thinking about in 2020 uh, like to me like 2020 is a uh it's a real like make like it's it's a crazy year um, you know, with all these these different groups coming out, you know, B.S. Hobie Hobie's probably gonna crush it this year. Uh, K.B.F.'s got some competition now. Uh, K.B.S. got a lot of competition now. Uh, K.B.F. is they've got just what they need to get. You know, they, they have the opportunity now to get better because now there's there's, there's there's competition out there. Um, you know, what are you looking at in 2020? Like, I know you're a Hobie guy, and I imagine that's what you're gonna do. You're yeah. you're, you're 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 gonna be Hobie heavy. So, what are some of the big events that you're like? Well, first of all, let me ask you this, because I, I like to talk to people who do tournaments because, especially, you know, someone like you, who's like me, you know, we, we got all these kids, and we got wives, and, you know, they don't always, they don't always, you know, go hand in hand with what we want to do with our hobbies I, and shit. I got
1: pretty lucky. My girls, hey, as long as you're not talking to all the girls and doing stupid shit, then I, my, but, my wife, uh, my wife
0: lets me do it too, but you also got to think about the whole, like, financial, like, I mean, the thing is, like, my wife let me do these things, but you don't want to take advantage of that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't want to, like, you don't want to, like, break the family, put your family in debt because you want to. Go cash a check. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean, like, yeah. at, so, at some point you become a dickhead if you, you know if you don't watch it. But like, we're really going at like, are you going to fish a lot of tournaments? Or are you going to fish a few tournaments but playing really hard for those tournaments?
1: Um, I'm going to focus on national level specific this year. I'm not going to fish as many smaller level events. I'm going to save my days for for the good for the good events. I'm going to I'm definitely going to be heavy uh, Hobie heavy. I'm going to do as many Hobie events as I can. And then I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna fill that in with with the BASS. I don't do KBF. I'm not even a KBF member. I've not been a member in two years. Um, I, I I think uh, I think their priorities over there are kind of jacked up. And, and and they're they're great. Um, they provide a lot of opportunity for those guys that are getting started. Um, but as you can see, those that have been around for a little while kind of tend to steer away from that. Um, so, Hobie, uh, heavy on the Hobie side. Um, BASS, fill in on, on the on the extra days and whatever else I can go.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you, like, like you know, I get it. There's a lot of shit talking, a lot of, you know, controversy going up out there. So, you know, whatever. Like, I don't have it. Like, my shit's not censored. You can say what you want to say. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to keep it polite. Um, You know, I, 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 I'm neutral. I, I, I'm neutral on
1: everything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm everything. Like, I don't really have, like, a. Uh, a dog, like I'm not fighting or dying on any hills, especially in the kayak fishing world. For me, it's not that important. But I do run a podcast, so I do understand that they you know, if it's out there, it needs to be talked about a little bit. You know, like not talking about it—that's the worst thing you can do for a sport because yeah. you need shit. You need shit talking. You need you need controversy because that, that, that's how things grow. I think. You know, yeah, that's, that's, it keeps that's, it going. That's, beauty, keeps it in that's it. the beauty. That's the beauty of capitalism. Like you gotta have that, you know, the shit throwing thing going on. But uh, yeah. you know, I I feel like. Hobie's in a really good place right now because it's hard. Like if, if you're someone who wants to, um, you know, become a pro, you got to think about checks. You got to think about cashing checks, winning big events. Um, and like the, the big event right now at, at KBF, you know, they got the regional and then the trail series, but it's like is the national champion. That's the big event. Um, that's the big check. Uh, you know, unless you're you know fortunate enough or good enough to make it to the house and do the uh, the ten, uh, whatever's coming up here soon. But it's like it seems to me it's like if you're really like, really want to make, you know, make an impact on the sport, like, you've really got to start looking at, like, some of these, these Hobie events, uh, the B.S. because they're not, they're not tailored to everyone, they're only tailored to people who are willing to put in a lot of money, a lot of investment, and go put a lot of shit online. like, this isn't, like, a, a $30, 40 or $75 entry fee, this is a fucking huge fee, um, wow. like, you go there, you, you know, you go lose a Hobie event, you might come back, you know, Sad as shit. Like with a boo fix. Like you know, these are like uh, to me. and am not saying like KB has not changed. I know KB's got the pro, but I'm saying like, like like Hobie really did. Like they're they're separating. Like they're separating the pack. Like you go to like the national champion here, you're fishing with 800 guys. Probably only a hundred, a hundred of those guys are like top tier. And I, my numbers could be way off, so it could be. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard. It,
1: it's it's hard, hard when you have when you have eight, nine hundred people. Getting invited to a national champ championship is a key word right. here. And they haven't even won a single event in their life. Uh, so those guys, you know, they, they take your fish and take your spots. And it can get crowded. Gunnerfields is going to be crowded. I hate to say it, but it's going to be a crowded lake. Um, there's only so many ramps. Uh, some of the guys that live there or around there will tell you it's going to be a crowded a crowded spot. I think Hobie right now it has got, in my opinion, the most prestige event there is out there. Um you know, you can get lucky one day fishing, but you can't get lucky twice. Right. right. So you gotta, you gotta know what the fuck you're doing out there to, to, to pull out a whole event, and then yeah. to make, it to, and then to make it to the tournament, of champions, where it's only the, the top 50. It's, it's tough. You know, KBF's got the 10, which in my opinion is very prestigious and, and it's their, their top event. I'd consider, I'd, I don't consider the national championship. Um, their highest level of competition. I right. think and I think the ten that they currently have, I think that's uh, that's their highest level because you have ten of the best guys all year round. Period. Right. And consistently,
0: that's consistently, kick, you know, consistently. And that's one of the things that I was wondering about too. Um, you know, when you think about the, like a lot of people's goal is to like make it the national champion and try to win a big check. Fine. If you, you know, if you, if you are that guy who was able to win that big check, you deserve all the praise in the world. Mainly because not because you're. the the best fisherman but because you you overcame so many obstacles yeah you, you, over, you overcame a highly pressured lake you found a fucking parking spot you know like all these things that you know that go into you know fishing a tournament of like seven eight hundred people but you know like what you're saying it's like consistency is i think is what makes you know a really good fisherman right so exactly. it's like so like i look at like anger of the year being to, to me that's the biggest win you can get Yep. Uh or at least it's something like KBF. I'm not like I'm not too familiar with the Hobie scene. Any getting,
1: any fishing organization right. yeah, like, year is probably you're, the top the top award.
0: You're, you're placing top ten all, all the time. You're always finding the fish. You may win one or two tournaments, but you're you're constantly cash up there cashing checks. And I'm like to me that's the that, that is the most prestige. Like if you get angle of year, like dude, like you should be getting a big fat ass check, you know. I think I think that's I think
1: that's the biggest thing you the biggest and, thing and you can do. That's how B that's how Bass does it. It's a hundred thousand dollar check just for you to get an angler of the year in Bass, and and that just shows that you were the best angler all year. Overall, the most consistent overall angler of the year is should be the angler of the year. It shouldn't be the guy that won the one big event. It should be yeah. the guy the guy that always places top three or maybe even wins. Let's take uh, Matt Scotch for example from Texas. This guy won everything there is in Texas. Yeah. And everywhere he went, he won it too, or even or got top five or top three. That's right. consistency. In my opinion, he's the best angler out there right now in the kayak fishing industry. Yeah, I mean, you can get the one and the twos that win one or two here or there. The, you know, there's a lot of hype in, in kayak fishing. There's a lot of hype. Um, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of clicks, a lot of groups, and right. and they hype each other up and they and they build each other up and and you can see the guys that don't buy into that into that click, um, even though they are outperforming, all of them combined, they don't get to they don't get the recognition like some other people do. But it happens. That's that's just life it happens in every sport. Um Yeah. Matt Scotch, the most consistent anywhere out there in my opinion. That's so I, I guess you're pulling for him on the ten, right? Uh yeah. I and and I I he's gonna win it. You I
0: think got,
1: so? Uh, oh yeah, without a doubt. I put money on that. Yeah, I got Derek Brundo, but
0: the only reason I'm going for Derek Brando is because uh, he's from the Northeast, like uh So Northeast, and this is his first year. He came into it a little bit late, but he's like one of those guys that, that no one knew, and he just popped up out of nowhere, won a bunch of big events out there. But he did. He's not one of those guys that you know because he didn't go to all like the huge events that like Match and all these guys are pro- known for. I think you yeah. were sleeping on Derek Broner. I think he's going to. Uh, he's he's just that guy that that comes out of the, this weird place. Up in the Northeast, and he's gonna shock the world. So yeah. that's just my opinion. I can't argue. You I know, mean, had a-
1: every year for the last three years that I've known him. He's he's tearing up. So yeah, well, I mean, it you know, it get, it say, get better than that.
0: Yeah, you no know, mascot, but no one knows Derek bro. I, I love those sleeper guys, man. I like those yep. guys that uh, no hey. one knows about. They come out of nowhere. But it, I think it's gonna be. Like, like you said I think that. You know, you know, my like, not talking about the Hobie, but I think the ten like that's the big that's the big thing that KBF has to offer. That's the. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a huge that's a huge event, and I'm looking forward to uh, that happening. But uh,
1: BASS, I think B A S S coming into the game, uh, it's brought out uh, a lot of exposure to kayak fishing because now you have all these bass boats that uh, all these bass boat guys that maybe seen the kayak fishing uh, uh, tournaments around and you know they thought it was cool, but it was still a plastic boat to them. Now that B A S S is actually in the game and they're offering at least $7,500 first place. On a 150 angler field that yeah. that's that's bringing them that's bringing them around um even on kbn kayak bass nation a lot of people think it is the bass website or page or forum and and a lot of people are coming in there asking about bass and i'm new to kayak fishing and you can see the growth since right. bass announced their involvement it's blew it's blew up even more than what's already had been in the past
0: yeah what, what do you say like Cause you got you got Hobie and you got yes, and I think there's gonna be the two big ones. Um, you know, obviously K B F is gonna be. I feel like K B F is gonna be, you know, you're a new angler, you need to be in the trail series, um, and you need to do well, and you need to get, you need to show that you're you're even good enough to go compete against yeah. you know a hunter or you know, like you said what Hobie has been doing, you know, because you know I'm saying right now I'm not paying them like I, I know Hobie's coming up close to me at a uh, lake Erie, and I'm not going to go do it. Like everyone's like, oh. You should take a chance. I mean, no, like, like you don't jump in the ring with someone who's been fighting like mixed martial arts for 10 yeah. years, and, and I'm an yeah, amateur. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not getting, you know, like there's there's levels to this shit, and like I understand but, that the, these guys, they don't. For one, I don't need to be there with them. Two, they don't they don't need me to be there. Like this is this is where they need to go, and then you go battle out. I need the small stage here where I can go battle out other guys like you know at, at my level or close to my level. But uh, I feel like you need stuff like KBF. Because I don't, I don't see that in the Hobie world or the ABS, But Like to me, those are just places yeah. where, where like you've already proved yourself as, a, you know, as an efficient angler. Like now, now, you know, now go test yourself with the, the rest of the best in the yeah.
1: world. Yeah, Gerald Swindle, G-Man said it best in a, one of his videos a little while back ago. He said, "Before you jump into all these trails and thinking you're gonna be the shit, fish your local club. Right. If you cannot outfish everybody in your local club." Then you then don't even think about jumping any bigger than that. At the same time, you have to fish for the best. Right. In order for you for you to be the best, you gotta beat the best. And right. the best is is where it's at. So.
0: Well, I think like I guess what I'm saying like you you need to take your time. You know, I mean, you can't like if you're not a good angler, don't think you are to become a better angler just because you paid a $300 entry fee. Yep.
1: That's, pay, that's, uh, pay to play.
0: Yeah. You know. So I mean, I I, I, I want to see you know like I, I love what KBF's doing, and I I don't want to tell anyone how to run their business, but. But then again, you also made a good point, like the local scene, like why do you have to, why do we have to have these big, the local scenes are just as good, especially now local scenes are getting huge. Like my up here, the New York KBF, dude, we got like anywhere between like 40 to 60 people per tournament.
1: Let's per make lo- this, let's make this very clear here in your podcast though. There will be no KBF, no Hobie BOS, no BASS without your local grassroots clubs. Right. Those are the guys that have been doing this for, for five, 10, 15 years those are the guys that are bringing all these local dudes into the scene and those are the guys that were used were used listen that's the keyword used as a steps stepping stone to grow other organizations that are big nowadays right Um, you can probably pick one of the three from from that comment but um i remember 2016 it's it's every local club was hosting a kbf event and the whole event was planned and ran by the local (laughs) club but you had that big stamp on there with the big thousand dollar guarantee first place. That's how I started, and everybody wanted to fish them, and that brought more people into the scene. And then eventually, it was so many events everywhere that it was hard to keep up. So now people are coming back to the local clubs. Right. People are coming back because there's so much going on. Yeah. You can't you can't physically make all of the events. It's impossible. So now yeah. you go back to your local clubs. They'll, they'll they'll partner up with Bass or KBF or whoever. And they'll make it like a little circuit where you can qualify it and go to the bigger stage. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's where it's gonna, gonna be doing.
0: money. Yeah, that's that's what's gonna make it like interesting, right? Because that's what you would like to see. That's what it should be. That's most other sports are all like that, especially sports like this. It's like you have to start on the local scene. You know, once you get once you've proven yourself there, then you can go and like venture out and you know and, talent, and, yeah. and test the waters, you know, and see if you really want to do this. But uh, yeah, so we we talked a lot about that shit. Um. What's this Palm Warrior? Like, I looked into it. Yeah. It's, it's your it's your baby. Why don't you uh, talk about that for a little bit?
1: Yeah, so a quick brief history about it. Uh, we had a local guy who cheated on, like, eight events here. And one of his things were uh, people will catch a big fish and post a picture on Instagram or Facebook, and he'll go on there and comment, oh, you're just a Palm Warrior. You won't do that on a big lake. And everybody, it turned into a joke. So every time anybody posted a big fish photo. We would go into it jokingly and being sarcastic. Oh, you're just a pond warrior. You ain't even catch a big fish. <laughs> and and then it and they caught on to it and, and everybody started saying pond warrior, pond warrior. And I asked my boy uh, Derek Jameson from Kansas City, because um, he made a hat and it, and it says pond warrior on it. And I'm like, dude, are you are you making that some kind of merch? I'll buy it. He's like, oh no, I ain't got time for that. So I was like, so so can I do it? Would you let me do it? And right. he says, yeah, man, take it over. And and it started just as a t-shirt hat kind of deal. Dwayne from Turning X hit me up and he's like, hey man, why don't you just turn that into a tournament? And I'm like, I like that. And he said, like, let's do let's do 25 acre ponds. I'm like, well that's kind of small. Not everybody has access to 25 acre 25 acre pond. Right. Let's do 100 acres. Public, private, doesn't matter. Fish from the bank, fish from a kayak, belly boat, even a bass boat if you have one. So. Right. The next thing was that we want to do best five. Well, then you have a private pond that's stocked with some giants. It's not fair for everybody. So what's the best way to make it fair for everybody? MLS style. Catch every single fish you can catch. So we did a 10-inch minimum, and that was ridiculous. It took me like... A whole week just to just to judge all those fishes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so we changed that to a 12 inch minimum, and that kind of leveled out the field a little bit and got rid of a lot of fish. Because you know there's a lot of 10 10 to 12 inch fish out there, but 12 and up, it's a little harder to catch. So right
0: right
1: yeah. So now we run uh, we're gonna run five events this year. Uh, all you can catch M L F style, uh, 100% payback. Uh, 10% of the field gets paid, top 10%. Um, and there's no max now instead of 100 acres any lake, any pond, any waters, private or public, as long as it is at least 10 acres. So we're going to eliminate those little ponds, backyard right. ponds that are stacked the fuck up. We're going to actually open it up for everybody.
0: Yeah, cuz that's uh that's one of the hard parts. That's one of the reasons why I stopped doing um the uh, state challenges.
1: It's cuz of- you can't fi- you can't fish it.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's hard to do it. It's like cuz you got these guys who fi- who and look, I'm not saying they're, they're they're playing by the rules. They're doing exactly, but they go to some of these uh, smaller public ponds, and and wow. they were just pull they were pulling out you know just just huge fish, and it's like you know I, I'm like you, I got a big lake like there's a few big ones in there, but more than likely you're gonna find the uh, the 12 to 14 inches, and you yeah. know it's just more it's just more money that you know I can't control the uh the variables or the elements of what's going on with everyone else, but uh now this is a uh it's it's on Tourney X. um. Is it just one event?
1: No, we're going to have five. Five. So April 26th is our very first one. And then we'll probably have one every month for the next five months after April. And then we'll shut it down for the year after that. I'm also okay. uh, starting my little YouTube channel for Pond Warrior this year. I'm actually just got, I actually just got done filming my, my first video for 2020. Um, I'm doing all the editing right now. It's, I think it's going to be a good video. And it's going to be more of a fishing tips and tricks and how I fish it, this stuff. The techniques i use i'm not trying to teach anybody some new crazy top secret technique that's not me i'm not the best fisherman out there i'm not the most knowledgeable out there but i'm going to basically talk about how i fish it the things that i've learned when i fish it and the techniques that i use
0: all right well you know we'll wrap this thing up you know since we've already done why don't you just go ahead and start plugging yourself and the stuff you know the teams that you're on or whatever but here's like your, your time let's talk about you and the people who are helping you fish
1: yeah, so I, I gave up the whole pro-staffing thing last year. Um, it was just a lot of, you know, too much too much share, like, and subscribe, and comment going on. And I kind of yeah, gave yeah. up, because essentially pro-staffing nowadays is it's more of a, of a building a clientele rather than building a partnership with a company. Yeah, so I gave yeah. all that up, and now right now I'm just working with Hobie. Um, just moved up to a regional team, so I go to both shows and, you know, wherever they want me to go. And, and, and I show up there and do my job, and then I go home and go fishing. Um, um, Pawn Warrior, my, my little deal, always 24-7 Kayak Bass Nation, those guys brought me up. Uh, we started two years ago, year and a half ago, two years. Um, and I was there from day one, moved up to a moderator. Uh, me and Jeff Malotte are, are pretty tight. Um, Ryan Lambert and all those guys, uh, were pretty cool. So I think we have a good thing going on. Um, with, it We've made some changes in, in the industry as a whole by the by doing the bitching and crying that people say that we do out there i think we've changed a lot actually um and some of the things that have been changed and taken care of have never been taken care of if it wasn't because of kayak, kayak, kayak bass nation in my opinion so right um, i'm happy to be there i'm happy to represent the companies that i represent um russell marine products as well check them out they have a they're very very nice trade-up trade-in program if you have an old electronic unit that you want to get rid of but you don't want to pay a full price for it Send them your old one; they'll give you a fair price. Buy a brand new one; they'll send it over nice. to your store. So it's pretty cool.
0: All right, brother. Well, I appreciate you taking some time coming on the show. I know you're a busy guy, uh, but you know, good luck with 2020. Let's stay, let uh, stay, we'll stay connected, and uh, we'll bring you back on the show later I on f- this year. All right.
1: Thanks for having me, bro. All
0: right, brother. Take it easy.
1: Yeah.